Welcome to All Day Coffee. I'm Greg Robillard, and this podcast has a shorter runtime than others. Look for my book, Deadfellas, at deadfellasthebook.com. That's D-E-A-D-F-E-L-L-A-S, thebook.com, slash buy. A third of the proceeds go to relief work in Puerto Rico. Episode 5, Mindful Snacking. I got my first iTunes rating. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational podcast. The other day I was looking at the ad copy on some bullshit snack that cost $75 bag from Whole Foods, and they were touting that they were creating a mindful snacking experience. It was called Lesser Evil Buddha Bowl Himalayan Gold Popcorn. There are seven modifiers and nouns in the name, and I don't know what was the brand and what was the name and what was a 70s opium reference, but I can confirm it was popcorn. We're going to break this down. Buying snacks at Amazon slash Whole Foods is maybe not my best move. It's expensive, but baked into that price is the smug feeling that somehow your snack is now mindful. The brand, I think, was called Lesser Evil. Is that supposed to make me feel good about what I'm doing? I'm eating a snack I don't need. That's maybe less evil than eating a snack while punching someone? It's like that ice cream called Skinny Cow, which to me always suggested that I'm still a fat cow for eating ice cream, but at least of all cows, which are known to be fat, I'm a skinny one? Why not svelte hippo? Slender manatee. The marketers are mocking us directly. And then lesser evil Buddha bowl? That crosses into some philosophical spiritual demilitarized zone. Imagine a popcorn bag featuring a pink, read very white looking, Buddha on the front. And instead of a begging bowl, he has a bowl full of popcorn. Buddha reached enlightenment generally no longer gives a fuck because he's got a begging bowl full of that sweet Himalayan gold popcorn with a great buttery taste. I've gotten used to brands of clothing and perfume that are named after objects of Eastern medicine and thinking, but stop. What's next? Lesser evil skinny Jesus, I can't believe it's not water into wine? They're thinking, uh, we can't possibly piss off the Buddhists. They're Buddhists, right? Try that in Burma. Where I put my foot down is this business about snacking mindfully. If it were something you did with intention, it wouldn't be snacking. That's called eating. The very act of snacking is mindless, and that's okay. We do lots of things mindlessly, and we don't need to change those habits. Like picking our nose, checking Instagram. What would it look like to check Instagram mindfully? I am watching the app open, free of thoughts. I am noticing there is a notification. I'm going to click on that notification and not judge myself for what the fucking hell, only three likes? That photo is an Andy Goldsworthy. I'm not against being mindful, but meditation is the new training for a marathon. You must have a friend at some time somewhere who's trained for a marathon. You know how you spot a marathon runner? They will tell you that they're training for a marathon if you mention anything that could possibly relate to marathons, no matter how random seeming, including jogging, water, stretching, eating, any muscle slash joint pain, watches, energy bars, sneakers, those reflective silver blankets. Any one of those topics is enough for a first-time marathon runner to tell you. Oh, that's interesting about the silver first aid blankets the Red Cross is handing out in the aftermath of that terrible earthquake, and those silver reflective blankets are what I'm looking forward to getting at the end of the marathon I'm training for. But marathons end. You train for four months, you run, you're sore for a week, and then it's over, hopefully forever, because if you're smart, you've got marathon running out of your system. But meditation? You don't stop. That's the point. It's an endless snap streak. And people can't wait to tell you about their meditation practice, which I am right about to do. Let me just quickly check my meditation app. Uh-huh. 
1,170 days of meditation in a row. I don't know how I noticed that. My phone was coincidentally open to that app. How totally random. There was a story on Vice about how meditation had ruined this guy's life, which is the greatest clickbait. And I had to read it because the take was just burning there like a hot glass of magma and I couldn't help myself. Guy was meditating for two hours a day and had lost contact with his family and had developed anxiety and an existential crisis. In the business, we call this experiential avoidance. Regular non-monk people with jobs and families don't need to meditate two hours a day. For those people, I like to know, what are you hiding from? But I'm not going to diagnose this guy from a hot takey vice article. I do that in my other podcast. He obviously knows more about meditation than I do, since I only meditate about 15 minutes a day, and it's obviously not working since I'm ranting for 10 minutes straight about ad copy on a snack from Whole Foods. I am glad, though, we've reached the meditation backlash. We're coming for you next, people who say grace at dinner. But seriously, mindful snacking, it's not a thing. It's wrong. When I snack, I like it not just to be mindless. I like it to be a little violent. I want to attack those Cheez-Its, take giant fistfuls into my mouth and bite down with so much in there that I'm exhaling Cheez-It dust like this little fine orange spray. When I snack, I want crumbs everywhere. On any given day, there's enough crumbs on my laptop to feed a family of four. When I snack, if you see me, you should think, dear God, what happened to that poor man who's shoveling Cheez-Its so violently in his mouth and using his laptop as a placemat and a napkin? He has hit snack rock bottom. Being mindful means doing things with intention. You don't snack because you're feeling intentional. You can eat intentionally, but it takes 35 minutes and leverages all five senses to eat a single cutie orange, after which point you are starving. I'm snacking because I'm bored. I'm snacking because it is mindless. And because I'm also eating my feelings, and they're delicious? Who knew that self-loathing tasted just like MSG? And when I get to emotional eating, I'm really talking about hate eating. Like, listen, four-piece fried chicken. I'm going to eat you, and you will feel my anger and hatred in every bite. My canines will be your revelation. I want to put so much fear into that four-piece fried chicken that in five chicken generations... Eggs will hard-boil themselves while still inside their mommies because they are terrified of my wrath. I'm your Antietam, Colonel Sanders. Don't take mindless snacking away from me. The expectations out there are too high. At this point, according to all the experts and every busybody who intrudes in my life, I'm supposed to get 8 hours of sleep a day, 20 minutes of meditation, 45 minutes of cardio, 4 full minutes of toothbrushing, and I'm not even counting floss, 10 minutes of stretching, 30 minutes of reading, and then whatever self-care I'm supposed to do. We're also supposed to cook healthy meals, which also involves a healthy cleanup of the kitchen. And by the time I've done everything I'm supposed to, plus worked a whole day, there's probably about 10 minutes left of free time. Please, in that final 10 minutes, let me punch my face with food, Mr. Popcorn Buddha. Thanks for listening. All Day Coffee was written and produced by me, Greg Robillard, edited by all the negative voices in my head. Music by Matt Dundas. Remember to check out deadfellowsthebook.com. Buy it on Amazon. Help rebuild Puerto Rico. You can have your ears back.